What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond. Listen to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. In today's episode, I am going to grade listener off-seasons. In an episode last week that I published, I, I gave my A-plus off-season. I was, I was challenged by a listener to put together what an A-plus off-season would look like for the Blazers. And if you haven't listened to that, first of all, still can. <laughs> Recommend you do it. Look up look up uh, an A-plus off-season for the Trailblazers in your feed where you found this very podcast. Uh, still totally relevant. As soon as the offseason starts in earnest, it'll be it'll lose its relevancy. But we got a little bit of time before that happens. So check it out. Check it out in your feed if you haven't had it, but or you haven't heard it rather. But uh, the the basics of it, or in in my A plus offseason included the big the big move was trading CJ McCollum and Anthony Simons and, and draft picks for Ben Simmons. It included signing Otto Porter and Austin Rivers and adding center depth like Alex Len and Tony Bradley and and a little bit of depth on the wings like Avery Bradley and David Nwaba. But I, after I presented my version of an A-plus offseason, I challenged listeners, send me your A-plus offseason. And many of you sent me, you know, critiques of mine, which I totally appreciate. And if you emailed me, I got back to you and um, we've, we've discussed it already. But uh, some of you sent me, you know, sort of partial offseasons here and there. But I got a couple that are like full thought out, the full whole exercise of the offseason. So what I want to... I asked for these, and uh, if you want to share more of them with me in the future, please do it. We'll do another version of this show. We'll do we'll uh, we'll roll it out again. But I want to read you a couple listeners that shared me their off seasons and what their version of an A plus off season like is like, and then I will give the Mike Richmond grade. Uh, if, you know, if you whether you like it or not, you can send me your grades uh, locked on at gmail.com or at Mike G Rich on Twitter. This isn't really about like grading listeners and deciding who's who's the smartest fake GM or whatever. It's it's mostly like I want to present a couple different ways that people who follow this team, myself and you, dear listeners, are thinking about how to restructure this this group. Like this is this is a super, super important summer, obviously. And uh I, I think most of us, maybe many, many, many of us, I haven't heard anyone that's really pining for things to stay the same, are looking for sort of sweeping wholesale changes. So well, I'm going to share with you in these first couple segments, A plus off seasons. We'll close the show with a moment of joy. We do these, we're going to do these on Friday show throughout the off season. As long as people keep sharing their joy with me, I'll share it with you. So if you have a moment of joy, I'll ask for those at the end of the show, but you can email me lockedonblazerspod at gmail.com. So let's get into it. Let's grade some off seasons, shall we? Our first offseason comes from John. And John said that the mission was to improve the defense, an A-plus defense-only offseason. And John offers the following plan. Sign Tory Craig as the backup 3-4, playing a similar role as Rocco when he needs to rest to a minimum contract, Tory Craig. Sign Dwayne Dedman as the backup center and let Ennis Cantor go. Dedman also going to be coming in on on 
a minimum deal or if it gets more competitive, a portion of the mid-level exception. Deadman was out of the league for most of the last year, so a uh, minimum deal seems like seems like reasonable. Sign Frank Nielakina to if it doesn't if if Deadman will take a por- portion of the mid-level exception, the other portion goes to Frank Nielakina, a, di- a defensive specialist off the bench, point guard for the Knicks, former lottery pick. Frank Nielakina, low-key like a super Neil type of signing. That's like a super super duper Neil t- type of signing for backup big to add depth. Or, on, on the front line, signed Jared Vanderbilt, power forward who's uh, drafted and played for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Somewhat of a matchup spe- specialist when teams go small, John says. A great rebounder, a great energy guy, a great hustle guy. And then the big trade. So you've made these signings. You've now you've added Tory Craig, Dwayne Dedman, Frank Nielakina, and Jared Vanderbilt. You've added energy guys, good defenders. You know, you've be- you've beefed up the sort of the, the the Blazers defense, but to to really push this forward, the big trade has to happen, the big fish and John's got the big fish. A three-team trade that lands Miles Turner with the Portland Trail Blazers in exchange for Yusuf Nurkic. Uh John actually sent me the one that oh, a trade that had Nazir Little leaving town, but the money did not work. So I tweaked it a little bit and here's what the trade lands you with. The the Portland Trail Blazers receive Miles Turner, a stretch big with two years remaining on his deal. The Indiana Pacers receive DeLon Wright, some insurance for uh, in case TJ McConnell leaves, and Marvin Bagley, a chance to to see what they can get out of Bagley and as, as, as a backup big in their rotation. And the Kings get Yusuf Nurkic and Derek Jones Jr. for their troubles, assuming Derek Jones Jr. opts in and then is traded. But John isn't done wheeling and dealing. Next, C.J. McCollum is sent out to the Golden State Warriors in a straight-across trade for Andrew Wiggins. John uh, admitted that O.G. Ananobi would be the real target, but the Raptors probably wouldn't probably wouldn't uh, swing for that in sort of the realm of realistic. So C.J. McCollum to the Warriors in exchange for Andrew Wiggins. I'm not sure the Warriors say yes to that, but let's 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 go for the just because of like size-wise. But I, I like the idea in general. I um. There's some there's some intrigue there. Uh, so you, CJ McCollum is a warrior. You get Andrew Wiggins and you re-sign Norman Powell to a multi-year contract. So then your starters end up being something that looks like Damian Lillard, Norman Powell, Andrew Wiggins, Robert Covington, my and Miles Turner. And then off the bench, you've still got Anthony Simons. You've got Nazir Little, you've got Frank Nielakina, you've got Tory Craig, you've got Jared Vanderbilt, and you've got Dwayne Dedman. To round out the rest of the roster, John suggests holding on to CJ Ellaby. He's not going anywhere anyways. You haven't traded him out. He's still on the team, along with Ish Smith. That brings the Blazers up to 12 players. It would give them an opportunity to bring back the likes of, and John doesn't mention this, but Ronnie Hollis Jefferson on a minimum or Harry Giles on a minimum. Uh, this would give them a little bit of flexibility, and and they'd be pretty good. Now, my grade for this. I'm not 100% sure this roster is better than the roster the Blazers just had. I don't think Frank Nielakina, Torrey Craig, Jared Vanderbilt, and Dwayne Dedman, along with Anthony Simons off the bench, gives you much pop. Like, I don't think you've improved the depth enough. Like, I get the idea that you're going for. Uh, you know, Wiggins had a really good defensive year. Miles Turner was, like, briefly in the defensive player of the year conversation. Uh, Dedman, known for a shot blocker, I think he was a pretty bad defensive player in Miami when he signed this year, but it might have just been because he was out of shape. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, really, really good 
rebounder. Tory Craig, great hustle guy, but you know, not a not a like a surefire rotation player on every good team in the league. Nearly you know, great defender. Uh, really, really good. Doesn't do much else, but a great defender. And that that group really relies on Anthony Simons to, to take them a step forward. You've still got Nazir Little somewhere in there. I think he plays probably ahead of Tory Craig, certainly ahead of Jared Vanderbilt on most nights. Yeah, I kind of think um, like the mission was the mission, as John stated in the email, was the mission was to improve the defense, a defense only offseason. I'm not even sure that quite got you there. Um, this is a better defensive team than the Blazers just had by virtue of not playing Carmelo Anthony and Ennis Cantor a bunch. But I think you, you know, I think this is like a low level playoff team still. I would give this, I would give this off season like a B minus. Um, I think more, I think people like Miles Turner more than me. I think that's the big difference here. Uh, I'm, I, I think Miles Turner is pretty good. I'm just not sure that he's like on aggregate better than Yusuf Nurkic. He's different. He blocks shots. Um, he can, if you give him a little runway, he can really take off and dunk. He can shoot threes. Um, you know, he's, you could, you could probably, if you prefer his style to Nurks, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to get into a big old argument with you. I think that's totally fair, but it, he doesn't really do it for me. And I think he's the real big needle mover here. And I think trading CJ for Andrew Wiggins, while it's like theoretically a defensive upgrade, it's not like Wiggins isn't like quite a good enough defender to trade away what you're missing with CJ's individual offense. You really need Norm to be even better than he was last year. And he had a career year last season or Anthony Simons to take a massive step forward or Nazir Little to take a massive step forward. Like you need, you need one of those three who's already on the roster to help because I don't think uh, Frankie Smokes, Tory Craig, and Jared Vanderbilt. I don't think those dudes are going to play every single night. Um, and I think that's to me that's a little bit of a concern. Uh, you haven't, you know, you've still got some room to play with here. You haven't necessarily in the way that John shaped this offseason user biannual exception, which is good because that means you haven't hard capped yourself, uh, gives you a little more flexibility, and you probably haven't used all of your mid level exceptions. You could still sign someone for above the minimum if you kind of do it right with how much you pay Deadman and Frankie Smokes. I think this is creative. To me, this is a B minus. But if you're, I guess if you're going for like, if you look at it as like defense only offseason, I'll give it a B plus. All right. In the second segment, we got another off season to grade, but first let's talk about bet online. It's just the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. That's what it is. If you're looking to bet on sports, there's no easier way to do it. They got the latest news and odds and info on all of your sports betting needs. They got props on almost anything you can imagine and any sport you're looking to bet on from major league baseball to the NBA finals, to what happens during the NHL off season, to the end of the WNBA's regular season, to MLS and NWSL, uh, soccer abroad as well not just here in the u.s it's all right there waiting for you so go over to betonline.ag right now and when you're making your first deposit put in the promo code locked on and you'll get a 50 percent welcome bonus that's promo code locked on for a 50 percent welcome bonus at betonline.ag betonline your online sportsbook experts all right so listener John gave us the all defense offseason in the first in the first segment. We got a B minus slash B plus, depending on what parameters we're grading on. I'm 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 from the land of grade inflation. Um B B minus is a harsh grade where I'm from. You might think that's too nice, but that's B minus is a mean grade. Uh if you want to weigh in on John's offseason at Mike G. Rich or locked on blazerspot at gmail.com. But we got another off-season to grade here in the second segment, and this one comes courtesy of Dr. J. 
Dr. J says, here's my A minus off season. Dr. J is already pandering to the teacher. This is what you do if you're like, if you're like a smart kid and you're like, well, it's not a great paper and it's just kind of an A minus. Um, and you know that you knocked it out of the park. This is, this is a classic, this is a classic teacher's pet move here by Dr. J. This podcast is not above pandering. Good, good work. <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's, let's get into Dr. J's off season. Step one. Resign Norm to the three-year, $60 million contract that I suggested in my A-plus offseason. Uh, I would say give Norm a player option for a fourth year. Uh, you ask him to take a team option, he declines. You give him a player option, so three plus one, but you get three for 60 for Norman Powell. He'll be, he's 28 now, he'll be 32 at the end of that deal. Um, you're, you know, you'll be at the back half of his prime, but you're expecting three more years of Norm Powell being pretty good. 20 million annually is a little bit expensive, but it's also the price of doing business. If you, if you traded for Norm, you got to pay to keep him, And this is what his market is going to dictate. The next big one, because you're re-signing Norm, you know what happens next? You're trading C.J. McCollum. And in this case, Dr. J is sending Christian James McCollum to the Philadelphia 76ers in exchange for Tobias Harris. Dr. J notes that uh, this is more likely and it's a straight up trade. It's just player for player. You get the straight swap. Yeah, I, I think this, I'm not a big Tobias Harris believer. Um, I think there's like Tobias Harris is, is really good in the regular season. He had a really good year for Philly this year and he can score. Um, I just think he, he lacks a little bit of like juice individually. So when the game's like in the biggest stage, I think CJ is a better scorer. Um, I just think he's got more, he's got more creativity. He's got more counters. Uh, Tobias is bigger. He's going to improve the Blazers on defense. Like I think this is an upgrade, but um, I'm not a like, Tobias isn't a, like a super duper, super duper home run for me. I've been, um, I'm into this trade because I think it's time to, to time to shake the roster up, but, um, I really liked 20 year old Tobias Harris. Now that he's like 27, I've seen it. I've seen it. And I haven't, I'm not as, I'm not as big a believer as I once was. Dr. J continues. Use the taxpayer mid-level exception. Blazers are still going to be a tax team after these trades. Uh, order of operations matters. You might not re-sign Norm before you do these trades, but for our off-seasons, they don't matter. Uh, so you, you do the Tobias Harris for CJ trade. It works financially. It go, you can just do it straight across. No picks involved. So you're still a tax team, and you use the taxpayer mid-level exception, which is about $5.8 million, and you will sign Nerlens Noel. Really helps the defense and gives an active body to play five or could play with Nurkic if we want to go really big. I actually don't think he could play with Nurk. Uh, he's He has the worst hands I've ever seen. I love Nerlens Noel. He plays hard as shit. Like he, he goes hard all the time. He's fearless. Like he will get dunked on constantly because he's fearless. Like he will go up and challenge shots. He's, he plays with a just exceptional energy um, and he's really settled into his role, but he can't catch and he can't shoot. Like, uh, he's, if you put him on the floor with Nurk, they're just not going to guard him. And then you're asking Nurk to be a floor spacer. And if you're asking Nurk to be a floor spacer, you're, um, you're just taken away with what he's good at. So I don't think he can play next to Nurk. I like the idea. He could play next to Nurk for like two defensive possessions at the end of quarters, but I, I don't think he could really play four with any consistently, or I don't think Nurk could play four with any consistency. Even if you play next to Hassan Whiteside, that was because that roster was extremely jacked up. Step number four in Dr. J's A minus off season. Is Derek Jones Jr. ops in? I think this is likely to happen. He's owed $9.7 million, the full mid-level from last year. Uh, yeah, welcome welcome aboard, DJ. Welcome back. Uh, I think Derek Jones can be better in a different system. Uh, I'm not really big. I'm... 
I don't know if I see Derek Jones as a starting. I don't see him as a starting caliber player in the NBA, but uh, he's a rotation player. He deserves to play minutes um, darn near every night unless you're a really, really good team. And I don't think the Blazers are good enough to say that he doesn't, um, that he's that. So yeah, DJ, welcome back. Uh, Hopefully the new coaching staff can figure out how to maximize you as best they can. Next in Dr. J's plan is to use the biannual exception on Nicholas Batum. Adds length and ball handling at the point forward position. Yeah, Nick Batum was a real, um, real, real, real value signing for the Clippers. Uh, You know, he came off that giant contract and signed for the minimum. The Blazers are offering him more than the minimum to come home. Uh, I don't know if he'll want to play for Neil after Neil shipped him out. I don't know if those dudes were amigos, but it doesn't matter. We're not worrying about that stuff in the in the A plus off season plan. So yeah, uh, problem with using biannual exception. I did it my A plus off season too. Is that it, it? Hard caps you means you cannot exceed the tax apron, which is going to be about 144 million bucks. You it's it starts to get dicey when you have a really expensive roster like the Blazers do. But uh, this yeah, Nicholas Batum can play pretty much any position. He can play two, three, and four. Like you can put him at any of those spots, and he can just seamlessly fill in. Um, he's not. He's just never had the juice to be one of the top three players on a good team. Um, he just never has had the aggression. He never has looked for his own offense enough. But if you ask him to be a bit part role player, who boy is he good at that? Like he can really, you ask him to be the fifth best player on your, on your floor at all times. Wow. Does he raise the ceiling with his, with his smarts and his, his, um, his defensive acumen and his passing ability. He's uh, I'm a big, I have late career Nick Batum. I'm a big believer. Vet minimum on Austin Rivers. He may want more, but hey, why not? You know, he was he he signed a small deal and got waived by the Knicks and then had to and then had to, you know, catch on with the Nuggets. I don't know that Austin Rivers Austin Rivers, uh John Ollinger pointed this out. It's like Austin Rivers has like minimum, he's got uh, you know, minimum, he's like a minimum production guy who probably outperforms the minimum, but if you pay him more than the minimum, he kind of underperforms that contract. He's like the, he's like sort of the perfect spot in between that. That's a, that's a Hollinger thing of, of the athletic. And I totally agree. Like Austin Rivers at the minimum, kick-ass player. Austin Rivers at more than the minimum, uh-oh. And obviously in my A-plus offseason, I gave him the biannual exception. So, uh-oh. Um, yeah, he's not really a backup point guard, but he can play that. Um, and he can just play either of the guard spots. He plays really hard. Uh, went to the wrong college, but he gives you a lot for sure. Then step seven, Dr. J adds Ed Davis on the veteran minimum. Big man insurance who can still play D and rebound plus Dr. J notes plus. I like him. Yeah, you got to add someone like that to the back half of the roster. Mine was Tony Bradley. You're adding, wait, a... a big man from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill who won a championship as the first person off the bench as a backup center? Let's go! I'm not sure how much juice Ed Davis has left, but I too like Ed Davis. Ed, Edward Adam Davis, welcome aboard. And welcome back, rather, one of Damian Lillard's favorite teammates of all time. To round out the rest of the roster, Dr. J has... Uh, the additions of vet minimum, vet minimum for Ben McLemore, uh, you know, a, a bigger two guard who can shoot it. I mean, mostly he's mostly just a shooter, but he's a shooter. Um, he can help. And vet minimum for A.B. Bradley. Uh, that's so two of the moves that, that I had in my A plus offseason were the uh, were the additions of Austin Rivers and Avery Bradley. Uh, the the differences here are, are like who you trade uh, for from Philly. But I, I think this is I, I think this is a pretty darn good um, team. Like, I think, I think 
this is pretty good. This would give you a starting lineup of Dame, Norm, Tobias Harris, Robert Covington, and Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, some balance offensively, offensively and defensively. Maybe not as much individual offense, but if you think Norm can take a bigger share of the offense, then you probably are pretty. Um, you you probably like what this looks like. And then the bench, the bench has some real options here. In fact, you're going to have to play. You're going to have to not play a good player each night. That's how deep this team is. Uh, Amber Simons, Austin Rivers, Nick Batum, Nerlens Noel, Derek Jones Jr., or Nazir Little. Like you're choosing between Nas and Derek Jones. Um, this is this is you got a lot of ver- defensive versatility. You have uh, you have some offense with Ant. Depending on like kind of how you use the rotation, you can leave Norm or leave uh, Dame in there to give yourself a little more individual offense. You could just play straight up ten guys. You could put uh, Tobias Harris in with this group and and be uh, you know really big as uh, depending on where you slide Nas or Nick to. I think Nico. I think Nazir Little can guard twos, so you could play him as like a nominal two guard as a spacer and a guy who guards twos. Um, and and to let Tobias Harris cook a little bit with Anthony Simons on the uh, on that second unit. Um, I, the, my one sort of caveat here, my one like complaint is that you do not have a backup point guard. And I think we've seen the the pitfalls of that. So I think if this isn't an A plus, it's close to it. But I think because you don't end up with like a backup ball handler, maybe the move is to sign like a sign a Ish Smith from John's team, as opposed to Avery Bradley for the back of the bench. Like I understand the point of Avery Bradley, but I don't think like, I think maybe getting like a true one uh, um, could be valuable. Like just like a true, a true sort of, floor general pass first point guard um could could be could be valuable here i think that's that's the my only critique but i think if this is an a plus is darn close to it dr j so uh you asked for an a minus so that's what you're getting but uh good work and thank you so much for sharing thanks to both dr j and john uh more than i want to like grade these off seasons although i think that's like a worth the exercise it's just to get you know different ideas uh people who think a lot about this team uh you know listeners and myself think a lot about sort of how to reshape this team some d- sort of different angles how to do so and we we got two interesting ones here so thanks again to john and dr j if you want to send yours in send me send me the whole darn exercise go through it just like just like john and dr j did i can clean it up a little bit uh but if it's not like if it's like a sort of outside the league parameters then um i might uh come back at you and get you to help me clean it up a little bit more to make it so make it as realistic as possible because of the whole the whole thing was a a, a realistic a plus offseason i think both john and dr j did well to give us two views of what that might look like so locked on blazers at gmail.com if you want to send me yours all right, we'll come back in the third segment, share Blazers moment of joy. We're doing these each Friday episode all off season long, as long as you will help me. I'm asking for listeners to send in a reason that the Blazers bring them joy or have brought them joy in the past or the moment that they fell in love with the Blazers. The the sort of spark of your joy with the Trailblazers is just the same. I want, uh, I want... Portland basketball and happiness is the theme of these Friday shows, the, the final segment of these Friday shows in the offseason. So please share them with me. LockedOnBlazersPod at gmail.com is a place to do so. That's how we will wrap up the show today. But first, let's talk about Bilt Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. That's what it is, and that's what they're doing. Uh, they've got so many delicious flavors like cherry barstia or mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, cookies and cream, German chocolate. If you want to figure out what your flavor, favorite flavor is, and maybe you haven't tried Built Bars before, I recommend you get a mix box. You'll get two of each of their nine flavors. Um, you'll be able to find out what you like, order more from there. Or if you know what you like, grab yourself a box of them right away. All of them, no matter what you're into, 
are delicious and they're also healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories from about 130 to about 180, only four or five grams of sugar and no more than five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. That is built.com for 15% off when you use the promo code LOCKED15. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listening to Locked on Blazers. We shared our A-plus off-seasons from a couple listeners. Like I said, if you want to share yours, LockedOnBlazersPod at gmail.com. But now it's time to talk about moments of Blazers joy. I've been doing this all off-season long. It's the third time we've done it. And I hope to continue doing it. So I, I need your help to do so. Is sharing... Uh, the moments from sort of Blazers world or, or or why the Blazers bring listeners joy. And I asked listeners stories, listeners to share their stories of, of these moments of joy. So we've, we've had a couple and we've got another really good one here today. This story comes courtesy of listener Sophie, who shares the following story. I am from London and until the bubble I don't think I'd ever watched a full game of basketball. My fiance, Adam, who is also a listener of this show, I've actually emailed back and forth with Adam and Sophie, or the friends of the pod, Adam and Sophie. Sophie continues, my fiance, Adam, is from Oregon and is an avid Blazers fan. I've had over four years of hearing about the Blazers and basketball, including being forced to watch the OKC buzzer beater while we were in Thailand, which meant nothing to me at the time. Oh, I bet it's changed now, Sophie. Sophie continues, but it wasn't until uh, after eight months spent 5,000 miles apart when he visited London last year during the bubble that he talked me into watching it with him. In normal non-COVID life, we travel together full-time as travel photographers and bloggers. COVID changed that, and while others were forced to spend 24-7 with their partners, we had the opposite. Due to visa issues, I was in the UK in London, and Adam was in Oregon when COVID hit. When we went from typically spending 24-7 together to being stuck continents apart. Adam visited last year for a few months and then had to return to the U.S. in November, and we had we have been stuck apart ever since. However, during that time, one of the things that we've had to share and discuss has been Blazers basketball. While it felt our life and all the things we'd normally do was on pause, basketball, and specifically the Blazers, kept us going. It gave us something to bring us together, something to chat for hours about, and brought us joy. This includes the Lockdown Blazers podcast, which has featured heavily in our Blazers chats. So thank you for being part of our joy. Sophie, thank you so much for sharing this moment of Blazers joy or a reason for joy created by the Trailblazers. This, uh, I think many people can relate to, you know, a basketball bringing folks together from, from who are far apart. Uh, you know, it's it's not the same with a significant other and, and you know, international boundaries and a you know, nine plus hour time difference and all of the all of the things. Plus, you know, the challenges of of COVID and all of the, the last 16 months have brought us all over the world. I think it's normal for us to be looking for a thing to bring us together. And I personally, I think the sort of that connection over hoops is, uh, is a very familiar thing for me. When I worked at the Oregonian, I, uh, I, 
there was the most popular podcast, Blazers podcast in the podcast space was Rip City Report. My colleague, did, Joe Freeman, did it with Casey Holdall. I always wanted to do a podcast. Uh, hence, I've been doing a daily podcast here for two years uh, or so, two, two and some change. Uh, so I, I cooked up the idea of a podcast called My Friend Chuck. Uh, and it was basically, I would call my friend Charles and we would talk about basketball all the time because that was a big part of how our relationship continued to last. Uh, Charles lived on the opposite side of the country. Uh, it was the thing that we could sort of bond over. It was also the jumping off point for us to talk about many, many other things, but it was like a reason to call would be like, hey, you want to talk about how the Blazers are doing well? Oh, wow, they're doing terrible. Like whatever it was, you know, let's let's talk about sort of the news and Blazer land of the day. And we ended up turning that into a podcast, but it was basketball is sort of the, the, was the reason for our relationship. So the idea that, um, you know, as a new basketball fan jumping in and finding reason to love and finding reason to connect it, I, I, I really, I can totally, I totally see it, Sophie. So thank you so much. Um, I hope you and Adam get to figure out how to, you know, watch basketball games in person, have these, have these chats face to face, maintain your blazer fandom and your, and your joy with much more proximity over the next uh, little bits. We all deserve to be closer to the ones we love in the near future. And, and I think, in these challenging times, the reason why I came up with this idea of Blazer's Joy and I want to have this be a recurring segment is because during these challenging times, when when even when the world is, is quote-unquote normal, when the world is sort of in the before time, shall we say, like basketball provided a link. That's why I shared the sort of the idea of the My Friend Chuck podcast. Like, And certainly now, after things have gone the way they've gone in, in, in across the globe. Like we need these, we need these links. We need these connections. We need these things. And basketball is the thing that can bring us joy, bring us a moment of escape. Uh, I don't always let, um, you know, sometimes this podcast, certainly recently, we talk about difficult and challenging things on here, but the thing that I want really to be what you remember, if you, if you listen to this podcast regularly is to cling tightly to your joy. And if the Blazers, bring you joy. If the bas- if basketball brings you joy, find it, cling tightly to it, and share it with those that share that love, because I think that's the most important thing we can get out of it. Dear listeners, if you have a moment of joy, either uh, a story that it rem- that brings you joy about the Trailblazers, or like I said, that sort of jumping off moment, I fell in love with the Blazers when, like this is where my my joy around the team started. Share it with me. Share it with me, lockedonblazerspod at gmail.com. I want to keep these stories of joy coming all uh, all off-season long. Uh, and we are two weeks away from the NBA draft. We're uh, about 17 days away from the start of free agency. Uh, it's going to come, it's going, it's going to come in hot when it comes here uh, in less than three weeks. But uh, we will still do these Fridays through the off season as much as you are willing to share with me. So if you have a Blazers moment of joy, whatever that means to you, email me lockedonblazerspod at gmail.com and I would love to share it on the show. That's going to do it for this episode. Tell your friends about this podcast. They can find it wherever they already get podcasts. Just search Locked On Blazers and we'll be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.